Welcome back to the Saving Canada podcast. This is a special news flash. More so, we're shooting a short one because uh, it took us forever to put this episode 199 together and we just wanted to put something out before uh, we have to wait till tomorrow to shoot the whole thing. Because it's getting late. Hey, Jack, your eyes getting droopy or what? It's uh, Yeah, it's pretty late, but we picked some stuff that's still very important, so... Yeah, well, we wanted to update people uh, who have been following the Netherlands. The Dutch farmers ha- have decided that they ain't taking this sh- stuff anymore, uh, this peanut butter anymore, and uh, and they have headed out to the Hague. We got a video of all these tractors uh, going straight to the belly of the beast, and check this one out. They were greeted with just masses of support, huge crowds in the Hague. So this is like, you know, just leave far from home. And they were there for the whole party of it all. Very much a Freedom Convoy feel to that. And so the Dutch farmers, while we got videos and uh, word that uh, the, so the EU has decided to send out the military to actually go intimidate these guys, Jack. Yeah, so they're they're parked around them, I guess. Yeah. They're deployed. But it looked like the military didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, they're they're just like parked kind of on the bridge. Like it looks like they were just told to drive their trucks there, and then they just kind of got out and were sitting and standing where they were told to sit and stand. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like there's a massive divide between these globalists and the military. It seems like, especially between well, with EU with Canada, you can see it. Um, the United States, I have no no damn clue. The updates that we've been getting of the United States military is it's so pitifully woke and uh, that there's barely any people left to sort of fight the machine there. Uh, I think that's what Colonel Douglas McGregor was saying. But the the ultimate threat, the only thing that you use the military for is to send them to a place to threaten that you're going to shoot people. It's, it's really the only use of the military. They're not trained to deal with a public that's not going to listen to them, right? Well, yeah, it's just, it's it's exactly that. It's They meant it to intimidate, and I don't think that's what it's doing. I, who knows what those guys and gals that are actually there yeah. are thinking either, right? So, but that's what they were trying to do. Yeah. So, anyway, they're doing all this for our protection. So, Leah Helpern is going to tell us exactly why the globalists are, well, why the, the globalists are telling us they're doing everything they're doing is they tell people that it's for their own benefit but of course that's not true they're planning to kill us when tyranny comes it's always coming under the disguise of they're doing it to protect you but they're not it's always they're doing it for the better good they're doing it to stimulate the economy they're doing it to save the environment well they printed billions and trillions of dollars over the last two years to stimulate the economy to make it better for everyone but what happened well they caused astronomical levels of inflation pushing people further into poverty and this is what's going to come through a central bank digital currency they're going to say it's safer it's secure it's better for the environment no it's not because it's not safe and secure if you hold the incorrect opinion or if you're spreading supposed misinformation or if you're not a good citizen it's not going to be safe and secure at all and also of course we're in this supposed climate crisis they're going to program the money so that you can't spend your money on whether it's plane tickets meat whatever it is but of course you'll be allowed to spend your money on bugs but all of this is going to be done because you know we're in this climate crisis and they're doing it to protect you man does she ever get it 
Yep. I got to say, that that is crazy. So um, one of the things I noticed, she said, it was all about the digital currency. You think they would think that they could bring in a digital currency if everybody thought that their cash was safe in the current banking system? Well, I think if there was ever a scare or anything that the banking system wasn't safe, then it opens the field for a solution, which is right up their alley. Yeah. Which is exactly what they're talking what they want to do. And that's like a, that's something that they would do to implement a system. If they can't just get it, if they, if they, if they want to rush it through, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And, and so in the show, we've warned that the uh, FDIC has been telling people that the banking system is on the brink of collapse, which is, as Jack said, completely up the alley of these globalists who are trying to bring about the global digital currency that they will control, that they've already set up all the measures to have Visa and MasterCard monitor all your purchases and not allow you to buy anything that is above your designated carbon credits for the month. They want to control every single aspect of spending. And I know a lot of you guys know this, but sometimes we have new people, new converts, new listeners to real news, and they haven't heard this stuff. Um, on this show, we have been talking about this stuff and warning you. Here is a little clip of what we said just last episode about why this Silicon Valley bank went under. And this is going somewhere. I know some of you just heard this, but this is what we're talking about. Yeah. They just know that the banks are in terrible shape. So anyway, this is this Silicon Valley bank became the biggest U.S. lender to fail in more than a decade after a tumultuous week that saw an unsuccessful attempt to raise capital and a cash exodus from the tech startups that had fueled the lender's rise. Hmm. Why in the world would tech startups be collapsing? Could it possibly be? Could it possibly be that they were all propped up falsely by these ESG score investments that all these banks were told to do? The banks were told to follow an investment strategy where they were going to invest in companies that had a high ESG score. Environmental, social, and government score. Is that what it was? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And so people who are essentially following the <laughs> globalist rules, that's who a bank would be investing in. And people with a low ESG score, they're not going to invest in your company. Yeah, they matter. won't be giving you loans. They yeah. won't be, yeah, exactly. So shockingly, people who I assume when I'm talking Silicon Valley investment banks uh, have been following this ESG score investment strategy are collapsing. It really smacks of go woke, go broke to me. All right. Go woke, go broke. You heard it here first. Well, it looks like some of our favorite commentators agree with yours truly. And uh, we got Dr. Steve Turley to show you exactly why. And everybody's talking about it. I'm not the only one to think of it up. Apparently, this is one of those moments that we're showing just that uh, people are really getting this stuff. They're really yeah. understanding. And, and we're talking in the mainstream. Now, Steve Turley wouldn't have been considered mainstream probably six months ago. But now conservative commentators have so many listeners because they actually are explaining the world as it truly works so i almost consider steve turley mainstream now because he's over a million subscribers he's got tons of people following him and here's steve turley 
just a day after we posted ours, here he is explaining why the Silicon Valley's bank collapsed and Ron DeSantis is on the exact same page too. Check it out. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is also laying the blame at the feet of wokeness, especially the incessant company's obsession with what's called DEI. DEI standing for diversity, equity, and inclusion. We prefer D-I-E, diversity, inclusion, equity, because it appears adopting these woke initiatives all but guarantees the death of a company. After all, that's what the saying, get woke, go broke, is all about. There is no market for wokeness. Wokeness is forced on the market and consumers rebel by going elsewhere okay i'm pausing it there for a second is that not something that i've been saying on the show all year yeah there is no market this is why we've been we've been talking about this for so long yeah you've been talking about it for a while yeah people wonder why we can see things coming sometimes this is why we knew that inevitably all of these massive globalist corporations that are supposed to run the world and are supposed to enslave us and supposed to decide what we inject into our body and all these other things. And we've been saying on the show this whole time that we knew that they were destined to fail because there is no market. There's nobody to buy what it is they're selling. Nobody wants it and nobody will buy it. And they're trying to force it on the market. And that doesn't work. And we've been saying it for a year, and my words are in Steve Turley's mouth. Gotta love it, man. Gotta love it. Let's just see what else he's got to say here. And that's exactly what appears to have happened to CSVB, Silicon Valley Bank. Vivek Ramaswamy, who's running for the Republican presidential nomination, he's laying the blame at the feet of SVB's shameless shilling for what's called ESG, environmental, social, and governance policies. If you don't know, ESG is a major initiative of the World Economic Forum, the WEF. And Elon Musk has hardly been shy in his opinion of ESG initiatives. He tweeted out the S in ESG stands for satanic. By the way, Business Insider is reporting that Musk is open to buying SVB. That would be fascinating because if he did, he'd obviously put an end to their ESG programs overnight. And for good reason. Ramaswamy noted, get this, this is key. He noted that SVB recently made a $5 billion commitment to a green project to help finance what they called climate-ready, healthier planet initiatives. Now, do you remember how much their shortfall was? How much money did Silicon Valley Bank need to shore up their accounts? $2 billion. So that $5 billion that they gave to woke green initiatives could have easily served to even out their balance sheet. In other words, the woke idiots at SVB were more worried about a supposed healthier planet than they were about healthier balance sheets. All right, so there it is, man. Are, yep. is, did we not call this? Yeah, and, and their ideas are shitty. Paper straws, shitty. Yeah. Yeah, all their things are crap. And the it, more and more people see it, people, yeah, we don't want it. Yeah. But yeah, if on you, a company level, if you implement these things, you go broke. Yeah, yeah. If you understand the paper straw, you understand why their entire global economic authoritarian system is doomed to fail really it all comes down to the paper straw yeah. i find 
So it, it's it's amazing. Uh, with very little information, we called this entire thing. We're hearing that HSBC is possibly thinking about buying out the Silicon Valley Bank, just to uh, at least the British branch of it, just to, to protect a lot of British corporations. Some of their investors or something, yeah, that are yeah. tied up in this. So yeah, word is that HSBC is talking about like a one dollar buyout sort of thing, take on the the debts uh, and uh, as if HSBC, like as if any bank needs more of a burden <laughs> to create a profit, right? Like how better actually to cause a chain collapse than for a even bigger bank you to start tossing take, it around? take on the debts of the bank that just failed. Like, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. It's, yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. I don't know. It seems like they might be causing a domino effect. And so we're going somewhere with this people. We've got uh, the daily mail reporting America's $620 billion ticking time bomb. FDIC reveals the extraordinary amount of unrealized losses, quote, across the U.S. banking system. And they go on to say banks across America are sitting on $620 billion of unrealized losses, in quotes, assets which have decreased in value but have not yet been sold. The head of the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation warned um, there is no such thing as unrealized losses. Um, in order for that to be a fact, you actually have to have a transaction. Otherwise, you don't know the value of your assets. Like the entire purpose of selling an asset is to get its value. You don't know what the value is until you get the highest bidder to buy your asset. But here's what I'm seeing happening here, folks. This, I, I mean, you may this may be the first place you hear this. But I have a little bit of experience with accounting and such. And I think the the Democrats in the United States have been talking a lot about wanting to tax people on unrealized gains. Right. So they have this bank collapse and they're focusing on, oh, we caught everybody by surprise because they don't have to register their unrealized losses. Well, can you imagine if somebody could just say, oh, we have $300 million in unrealized losses right now, and so we're not going to be paying tax for the next 100 years? Like, if you if you could actually put unrealized losses on your tax return, first off, it's a nothing. You haven't sold the asset. You don't even know the value of it. And so, but they want unrealized gains to be taxed. That's what they've been going for for years. Yeah. And it seems like they're trying to do the roundabout tricky way by making people agree that banks are now going to have to report unrealized losses so they can't be surprised. by They shouldn't be surprised by these banks failing. The first person who thought up ESG probably sat in a room with a real banker and that guy said, uh, you know, if anybody follows this stuff, everybody's going to go bankrupt, right? <laughs> I mean, you can see it coming a mile away. In my opinion, certainly people have been talking about it. Like imagine investing in only the companies that have the highest diversity quota. <laughs> like if that's your investment strategy, you know where this is going, right? So anyway, we've known that the banks were slated to collapse. We've been talking about it for quite a while, warning you guys with real videos of real people who work with the FDIC saying this was going to happen. And so many of you had a heads up what three weeks ago oh maybe a month ago i don't even i don't even know man 
Yeah, maybe a month ago, but the, that the FDIC guys were saying, <laughs> if pe- the public knew, they were it. saying, but it was from videos back in October of last year. Yeah, so it's only f- still a few months ago. Yeah, so but now, <laughs> so now we're watching a bunch more banks get in the crosshairs here. Regulators close crypto-focused signature bank, citing systemic risk. This smacks of government interference in unregulated cryptocurrency, don't you think? Just looking at it, on the face of it. Yeah, perhaps, definitely. So this is reported by CNBC. New York state regulators on Sunday shut down Signature Bank, a big lender in the cryptocurrency, in a bid to prevent the spreading banking crisis. We're also announcing a similar systemic risk exception for Signature Bank New York, New York, which was closed today by its state chartering authority. The Treasury Department, Federal Reserve, and Federal Deposit Insurance Corp. said in a joint statement Sunday evening. The banking regulator said depositors at Signature Bank will have full access to their deposits, a move similar to that which was made to insure depositors at the failed Silicon Valley Bank will get their money back. So, in order to prevent Signature Bank from going under, the government closed it. Yeah. So I was, I was joking with you saying it's just like, oh, well, they can't, yeah, can't go under if we close it, right? Yeah. It's like they, they can't, yeah, you can't file it. You can't say, oh, yeah, we're, we're screwed. Not, not if it's closed. So I don't know exactly what's going on, but. Well, it says here that they, as of December 31st, Signature had $110.4 billion in total assets and $88.6 billion in total deposits, according to a securities filing. That actually sounds like a way higher ratio than most banks operate at. Given the fractional reserve lending system, uh, most of the money that is lent out, I, I think it's lent out at about a 10 to 1 ratio. I'd have Some, to, I think somewhere in there. have to go back and watch, what what was it, is Zeitgeist or... Uh, I would have it. Or it was either Zeitgeist or Loose Change. Anyways, one of those one of those great documentaries back in the day. Well, I talked about the whole fractional reserve system. I think it's a ten to one ratio. Banks only have to have cash on hand of like one tenth of uh, of what they lend out. Anyway, something like that. So here we have regulators shutting down a bank, and I can only think that it's strange that they decided to target a bank that lends on cryptocurrency speculation. When the globalists we know are so interested in digital currencies and cryptocurrencies. Well, and are are tied up in in it and use it for all kinds of criminal operations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? So who knows? Maybe they're tied in with their criminal operations. Like, we need to get in there and delete a bunch of stuff. Like, who knows what's going on with this? But I think it might have something to do with it being crypto. Well, uh, after the FTX scandal, maybe... Maybe... Some of the globalists have a bunch of money running through this bank. Well, and people are certainly coming after them for that and looking yeah. into it. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. So, maybe it's that. Yeah, but we did warn it was coming. Here is the news flash for you guys. Just a quick taste of what's coming in <laughs> episode one ninety nine. We got tons of crazy news. So much that we actually had to do this short episode. Just so we could put something together today. So, And I know uh, some of you guys look forward to seeing something as often as possible. We're trying to get more out during the week. Have a, have a great day or evening or whenever you listen to this. And we'll see you on the next one. See you on the next one.